This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 91. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 91. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. I got to be honest, it's Friday. It's 4.55. I have to go pick Vinny up from school in like 20-ish, 20 to 30 minutes if I push it. And here I am recording. So nothing like leaving it till the very last minute. But here's the deal. This week has been crazy and I feel like I'm just playing catch up and I can't get caught up. Is anyone with me? So I always have to get everything recorded to send to my producer who so kindly produces for me over the weekend. She's a gem. So thank you to Christy as you are producing this over your weekend. But I always get everything over to her on Friday. And someday she quite possibly is going to send me an email that says like, can you please get me your files before Friday at five, which is actually eight o'clock her time because she's in Florida, three hours ahead of me. So I didn't intend to put this off to the last minute. And it wasn't a matter of putting it off. It's just that there's so much going on. And especially as a gym owner, you can imagine that the New Year's is a little crazy and chaotic for me. And there's a lot of stuff going on at the gym, which makes a lot of other things fall by the wayside. In addition to that, it was a short work week because of Monday being a holiday which was anyone else like thrown off by that? I was kind of, I love a long weekend, don't get me wrong. And I love the holidays. I don't want to shorten them at all. But something about having Monday off, it just felt like, oh, can we just like get back to normal, please? (laughs) Like It felt like Tuesday seemed too long to wait. So 
I'm very glad to be back into the swing of things. I'm very much looking forward to like a full work week next week where I hopefully will be able to feel a little more like I'm actually getting caught up on things because I definitely am feeling this like I'm trying to build momentum into the new year and it's not feeling like it's getting moving fast enough for me. That said, this is perfect timing for this episode because my perspective on everything is really important. And what I've been noticing this week with perspective is that I'm really acutely aware, as many of you are probably, with a new year, kind of how I want things to shape, you know, how I want to shape things for myself this year, what I want things to look like, how I want to spend my time. And I'm just aware of like where I want to make some tweaks in my life and in my habits. I've gotten back to my early morning reading, which has been great, my early morning journaling. I've set my alarm for 20 minutes earlier every day this week. So that's been really great. So it's been just really helpful to get some of those little habits going, which really impact the way that I think, the way that I see things, my ability to kind of take on whatever the day brings me and all those kinds of things and keep a good attitude while it's all happening, which is why I can laugh when I have 20 to 30 minutes to record and normally give myself a significantly longer amount of time. So this is going to be like one take wonder. There's no mistakes here, people, which actually I very rarely go back and re-record things. I usually just do one take because I'm cool with you guys hearing my imperfections. So what I want to talk about today is attitude adjustments. And I think that this is such a great topic for right now, because when we are in this new time of year in January, we're at a time of kind of taking stock and analyzing where we are, where we want things to go, maybe even still looking back and celebrating, I hope, some wins from 2016. I hope that if you are looking back at last year, it should be from a point of celebration and a point of like, what did I learn? It shouldn't be about beating yourself up or putting yourself down. It should really be about like, let's own some wins, which I took some time to do earlier this week, like writing down where are some things that I really pushed myself and succeeded. And I took some time to acknowledge that. That was cool. And one of those things was having put out 90 podcast episodes before the new year. It was actually a little over 90 because we had a couple of bonus episodes in there. So feel really good about that. I have not missed a single Monday or Wednesday since starting in March. Like those are really big things to recognize. It's easy to overlook a lot of our wins when things are chaotic and hectic and when we're just looking forward to a new year or getting back to it into a schedule. But it's also really important to look back and recognize like, wow, so many big things happened last year. And we can't just dismiss those things because if we feel big and powerful about what we are, we have come from, it will allow us to be big and powerful moving forward. So the three attitude adjustments you need to make, I'm going to warn you right now, some of this is a little politically incorrect. You might get mad at me, but these are the things that I see most people could adjust just a little bit. And these are kind of three different philosophies that we can struggle with and that we need to be reminded of. So the first one I was actually reminded of today, I was doing an interview with Hallie Bach, who's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks and talking about her new book, which I'm really excited about. I'm kind of obsessed with her book. I got an advanced copy of it called Life Incorporated. So she's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks talking about her new book the day after the launch, which will be really fun timing. And one of the things that came up in our conversation is a philosophy that she mentions in her book. And it's something that I've been aware of for the last couple of years, probably, but had kind of forgotten about. And it was such a great reminder when we were talking and this came up. And also when I read it in the book that I was like, oh, I need to talk about this on the podcast and dedicate a little more time to it because I think it's really critical. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. 
Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 50 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So the concept is what you focus on expands. I've talked about this before in the podcast. Holly and I talk about it a little bit in our upcoming episode, in episode 94. So you guys can look forward to that and look see how we kind of tie it into what she's talking about on a bigger level. But I think it's really important to remember this as you move into a new year, as you are committing to new goals, what you focus on expands. And so if you get caught up in things that didn't work last year, things that were failures, feeling overwhelmed, feeling exhausted, feeling negative, feeling unsuccessful in certain areas, those feelings will all expand for as much energy as you choose to give them. On the flip side of that, if you focus on positive things, if you focus on areas of growth, if you focus on things that light you up and that fuel your fire, those things will grow. So what I love about this philosophy is it gives you so much control. 
you have the control to decide what you want to focus on. And then the peace of mind and knowing that like, if you're focusing on those things, they will grow, there will be room for them to breathe and grow and bring new life into your life by focusing on the things that are most meaningful to you, most positive to you, most impactful to you, the things that make you feel strong, powerful, capable, as we frequently talk about here on the Shameless Mom Academy. So really look at what you focus on that is not positive And where is that expanding in your life? Is there a relationship that you spend too much time focusing on that just never goes anywhere? Is there stuff at work that's like not worth your time, worth your energy that is sucking you dry? Again, the more time and energy you're giving to it, the more time and energy it is sucking from you. Is there stuff that's going on at home that maybe could be reformatted a little bit? A good example of this is we've gone through phases of having like our bedtime routine, for example, with Vinny, our bedtime routine sometimes just gets like super out of whack. And we start building habits around it that are really dysfunctional and make me totally crazy. And this is actually something we talked about. We went through this little stint of occupational therapy with Vinny. And we were talking a little bit about like, just some of his need for routine and some of the routines that we get into that don't serve a purpose, but we get stuck in them and we can't get out of them because he's such a routine kid. And if we do something like two times with him, he expects it every single day for the rest of his life, which in some ways can be great. In other ways, it can be like so limiting and it will make you crazy. So and a good example would be, I made the mistake of getting him these socks at Old Navy that have the days of the week written on them. And I thought it was really cool. And I was like, oh, this will be great. He can learn the days of the week. So this was in September and I made this big deal about it. And I was like, look at these socks. They have the day on them and everything. He's totally into it. So every day he's like, where's my socks for the day? So for like the first week, this was fun. And then like all the socks ultimately ended up in the laundry. And he's like, where's my socks with the day on them? And I was like, oh crap, I haven't done the laundry yet. I mean, so this completely backfired on me after one week. So I'm frantically like doing laundry, trying to keep up with like getting the right socks clean by the right day and all this. It became this completely vicious cycle. (laughs) And he's like crying one more because I'm like, I don't have the right socks, but here you can have these ones instead. Okay, first of all, he can't read by the way. So he doesn't know that I'm giving him the right socks or not, but this doesn't occur to me. So I finally mentioned it to a friend of ours who bought the same socks for her son. And I'm like, oh my God, the socks for the day, they're killing me. She's like, I just lie about it. I don't tell my kid, like, she's like, I just say these ones say Monday if it's Monday. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I was like, that's brilliant. So sometimes just reframing things, all of a sudden everything is all better. And this is something that we talked about in occupational therapy around our bedtime routine, where it's not like trying to fix what you're doing or by like tweaking it, but just like do a massive overhaul. And so my massive overhaul with the socks involves, I just lie about them. And with bedtime, what we were having is even he was getting up out of bed, like a million times after bedtime, after lights out. And it was making me crazy. It was making my husband crazy. So the therapist said, you need to change the system. She said, he's conditioned to the system. You have to change the system. So he's focusing on the second he gets in bed, he's focusing on like, what are the 13 things I can get up for? And I'm sitting in the basement trying to relax, watching TV, focusing on, oh my God, when is he coming down? So we're both like stuck. Again, what we focus on expands. So we're both stuck in this like this void of just bedtime headache nightmare. So she said, what if you set a timer and you went up after like three minutes and said, Hey, I just wanted to check on you and see if everything's okay. And what if you did that like every three minutes until he fell asleep? She's like, initially it's going to suck, which it did, but she's like, it's going to just completely reframe the system. And then you have a new system. 
So that's what we did. And it actually worked really well. We still have hiccups here and there on some nights, but for the most part, like 90% of the time, this works extremely well for us. And I don't have to get go up there every three minutes. Now it can be like, I'm going to come up in 10 minutes. And then I, when I go up after 10 minutes, then I say, okay, I'm going to come give you a kiss when I go to bed. Presumably he will be asleep then. So we've restructured that whole format. So what we focused on in that situation is we focused on redoing the system. We get a little bit here or there and try to fix it because that's not the kind of thing that works for my kid. We just revamp it. So, you know, it might involve white lies. It might involve just totally thinking outside the box and making a different system around your routine. But the thing is, when we focused on hating bedtime, bedtime like sucked the life out of me all night long. And now we have it with a new system. We can focus on like, okay, after dinner, we're going to play We have this thing. Now we play games. So we usually play one or two games after dinner and we do a couple other things and then it's time to go to bed. And then bedtime is a much easier system. So it's out, like our evenings are so much better. And now I can focus on like, oh, evenings are family time. It's actually generally pretty relaxing. It doesn't feel cumbersome. And it's not this waiting game of like waiting for bedtime to blow up, which is so nice. So again, Again, focusing on how can you make routines around things that really create space that you enjoy and then continuing to create that. So now our bedtime routine for Vinny is much better, which means my whole nighttime routine is much better, which means I actually look forward to nighttime instead of just dreading like, oh my God, we have to go through all that now. So it's really nice. Another example of what you focus on expanding would be heading into a resolution. So if you are focusing on punishment for resolutions, I talked last week about the anti-resolution revolution, but if you're focusing on new habits rather than a big resolution, so new, very specific habits, focusing on them as coming from a place of privilege rather than a place of punishment or rather than something feeling punitive. So if this excitement about like, oh yes, I get to work out three times this week. I can't wait for when that happens. I can't wait for how great I'm going to feel. Or yes, I'm super excited about making these like two healthy new recipes all that stuff, like that will expand. If you're really optimistic about that situation, you will actually enjoy it. Or if you're like, oh my gosh, I have to drag myself to the gym at 6am three days this week, that's going to suck. Like, yeah, it will. It definitely will. And you won't be able to see the positive in it because you will be perseverating, focusing on, and then I have to get up at 530 and I have to go to bed early and blah, 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 blah. So you can really flip things by switching your perspective on it, putting that in a positive space, and then it expands from there. And everything can look rosy, all roses and unicorns. So this can be very, very helpful as you make an attitude adjustment in the new year. Okay, number two, second attitude adjustment. You are only as busy as you think you are. Being busy kind of tends to be a badge of honor among moms. Also, I'm here in Seattle where, you know, the tech industry and corporate world is strong and very powerful and very in your face in terms of we have a lot of people here working for Amazon and Microsoft and Expedia and like big companies and people work a lot of hours and people work really hard and people are really legitimately quite busy. But the thing is, you're only as busy as you think you are. If you choose to wear busyness as a badge of honor, you will always be really busy. And here's the thing about wearing busyness as a badge of honor it might make you feel important to talk about being really busy and to say that you're really busy and to say things are hectic and chaotic and oh my gosh, I just don't know how I'm going to be able to do it all. But underneath it all, that doesn't feel good. It might feel good to say that because it makes you feel important in the moment, but the reality of being super busy all the time and feeling chaotic and feeling out of control of your life and feeling out of control of your schedule is not positive and it's not powerful. You actually feel like a victim in your own life. So, If you reframe time in your mind 
You can feel like you have a greater sense of control over your day and a greater sense of control over what you want to accomplish in the same 24 hours that we all have. We all have the same 24 hours. So you know what? Beyonce has the same 24 hours that you have. Michelle Obama has the same 24 hours that you have. The president, who right now is still Obama, he has the same 24 hours that you have. So everyone has the same 24 hours every day. My mom is retired. She has the same 24 hours that I have. She's amazingly busy with her garden and grocery shopping and swimming and the things that she does, fills up her whole day. And that keeps her very busy. That's very different than my level of busyness or your level of busyness, especially if you're working a corporate job and raising children. But everyone has their idea of busy. And the more that we talk about being busy and the more that we wear busyness as a badge of honor, the more we are limiting the amount of time we can spend doing the things that we actually love and the less we are giving ourselves the opportunity to do the things that we actually love. So I want you to think about how you present yourself when it comes to busyness. Because when someone says, hey, how are you? And every time you say, oh my gosh, we're just so busy. There's so much going on. There's just so much with the kids and the sports and the blah, 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 blah. That isn't really adding to your quality of life. It might make you feel like you live a full life, but the reality of living a full life is making time for the things that you truly enjoy. So don't get too caught up in wearing busyness as a badge of honor because it limits how much time you actually get to choose to have to do the things that you really love. And so think of a new automatic response. When someone asks you, how are you? Don't say you're busy. We're all busy. And busyness is all relative. Like, let's just say Beyonce came up to me and said, hey, how are you? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just so busy. Like in my mind, I would think I'm not busy compared to her. Like, look at everything that she does. So it's often we judge it relative to someone else's experience. So it makes us feel important if we can say we're really busy because it seems like, well, so many people need things from me and I just have so much going on. But the reality is if we don't identify ourselves as being busy, we create space for so many other things. And so, and actually we create space for connection and communication when people ask us, how are you doing? Where you can say like, oh, I'm great. One of my kids just did X, Y, and Z in soccer today. Or, oh, I'm great. I'm working on this really cool new thing at work. Or, oh, I'm great. I'm working on a new project at home. Or, oh, I'm great. I'm making new curtains for the kids' bedrooms. Whatever. Like come up with something new. Don't just be busy. That's not fun. That's not exciting. And it doesn't differentiate you to anyone else. It just makes you another busy person who thinks they're really important. And so step away from that framework a little bit to really acknowledge where you want to be. And also going back to what you focus on expands. If you think that you're really busy and you have no time, you will always feel that way. Everything will feel very hectic and frantic and frenetic to you. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, 
IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. If you step back and you think like, you know what, I'm not overly busy because everything that's on my calendar, I put there. I'm responsible for that. So I'm not overly busy. These are all the things I said yes to. So I chose this. So I'm not going to like whine or brag for that matter about being really busy. Everything that you said yes to, you need to be responsible for. And if there's things on your schedule that are making you so insanely busy that you didn't want to say yes to, then you need to be responsible for that too. Think about this as radical responsibility for your busyness. If you don't want to be as busy as you are right now in the rest of 2017, do something about it. You have the right to say no. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Say no to the things you don't want to do. Outsource things that you don't want to do, anything that you can afford to outsource. We've talked about this before. Just because you have five loads of laundry and dinner to make doesn't make you more busy than anyone else. And you know what? There's ways to have people fold your laundry. Could the next time you have a babysitter, could they do laundry for you? Could you have your kids fold laundry? Could you hire a mother's helper for like a few dollars an hour to do some fold some laundry and play with your kids while you make a couple meals at one time on a Sunday afternoon. And then you've had childcare time to yourself, dinner's done for the week and laundry done for the week. You could probably do that for 20 bucks. So think about how you can outsource some of this stuff to get it done. If you don't want to spend any money at all, maybe you could trade kids with a friend for the day where three hours one day you take their kids and three hours another day they take yours and then you swap and there you go. You have some time opened up. You can get some stuff done. You can knock some stuff out. Could you take grocery shopping off of your list every week by having groceries delivered? I just had this done today. $200 of groceries showed up to my house via Instacart. My husband is homesick. He couldn't go get anything. I had to do a couple interviews. I had to take Vinny to swimming lessons in the middle of the day and then take him back to school. And my husband was like, can you stop at the store on the way home from swimming? And I said, no, actually I can't. (laughs) No, like I'm having the groceries delivered. Tell me what you want. You know, I'll put them in our virtual grocery cart and someone can drop them off because I'm not going to take an extra 20 minutes of my time. And because I had Vinny with me, it would have been 30. 
I'm not going to take an extra 30 minutes of my time to go grocery shopping on a Friday afternoon when I knew I had to record this and I had a bunch of other things I had to do. And like, I'm really glad now I didn't take 30 minutes to go grocery shopping because where would I be recording this podcast (laughs) if I'm already up against the wire? So it's all about this perspective of it's all going to get done. It's going to be fine. And you're only as busy as you tell yourself you are. Okay. Lastly, you can't have it all. This is the third and final politically incorrect attitude adjustment. So you can't have it all. I'm going to tell you that right now. So just stop trying. Just give up, throw in the towel, pour yourself a nice big glass of wine. So here's the deal. You can't have it all right now. And that's okay. So I was actually, I've had a couple of conversations with people about balance in the new year and about like, oh, I want to have better work-life balance. I want to just be more balanced. I want to not work as much. I want to have more time with my family, those kinds of conversations. So here's the thing about balance is it's not real and it doesn't happen and it's never going to happen. So stop striving for it. And when you think about having it all, we have this very idyllic version of like, I'd have this time with my family and it would be so wonderful and romantic and I wouldn't have to work very much or work maybe be less stressful. All of those things can happen, but they're going to happen in waves and cycles. Just like a sports season, it's a great analogy. So there's going to be an in-season, an off-season, a post-season, a pre-season. Like there's going to be these constant ebbs and flows for everything. So there's going to be times where work takes precedence over family. There's going to be time family takes precedence over work. So we're just coming out of the holidays where it kind of felt like family kind of won there for a while, right? Like family was at the forefront, work that kind of stuff was on the back burner. And now coming out of that, things are really shift, at least for me, and I know for a lot of other people, things are really shifting where it's like, we're getting the family back to like a little less togetherness, a little more of a structured routine where everyone has their own places to be. And then work is coming back to the forefront. But it's not like for most people, it's not in totally full swing. Like it's not crazy, hectic, chaotic, maybe just yet, unless you're a gym owner, and then it might be. (laughs) But even for me as a gym owner, like we're still like ramping up a little bit to like the really being in the new year. So right now we're kind of in the middle of this transition time, which is a time when you feel like actually maybe I can have it all, but not right now. And that's okay. Because I just had a whole bunch of family time. So it's okay right now. Like I'm gonna have to do some work this weekend. But that's okay. Because over the last three weeks, I've spent way more time with Vinny than normal. At one point, we spent I think seven days together over the week of Christmas, and then another three or four days together over the long weekend for the New Year's holiday. So we've had a lot of togetherness. So like, if I have to work a few hours this weekend, I don't feel bad about that because this is where I'm at right now. This is where my business needs me to be, and this is okay with family for me to back off a little on family stuff if I need to, or maybe outsource, maybe like ordering takeout one night when normally I would make dinner, or maybe we're going out to dinner, or maybe I'm you know completely ignoring the laundry. I have to do an episode on laundry at some point. Oh my God. (laughs) I have some good stories. I want to know who in your family does the laundry or do you divide it up? But that's for a whole nother episode. So it's okay to not have it all. It's okay to recognize that like there's going to be times when you have different things to different extents. That doesn't mean you can't focus on goals and like, you know, back at the beginning, like what you focus on expands. So it doesn't mean you can't focus on, I want to spend more time with my family this year and have more time with my family. Having more time with your family doesn't mean is different than saying, I want to have better work-life balance because work-life balance insinuates that you're going to have this like perfect level of each. And that's just never going to happen. Sometimes you're going to have more of one, less of the other, and then that will flip. So you can't have it all, 
right now. And that's okay. That doesn't mean you can't have it all eventually. It just means you don't have it all at one time. And that's actually not a bad thing because the thing is, is that when you are in those moments of really having it all in one area of your life, you get to really enjoy that and really capitalize on it because you're there. And then when you go to another area of your life and you can really be in that area, then you get to capitalize on everything being right there and being perfect and amazing in that place in that moment. So it's actually better to have it all at different times so that it's broken up. So when I'm on vacation with my family, that can be amazing because I'm not focusing on anything else. There's no balance there between work and family. It's all family. And then when I'm back at work and I'm having success with work, I can really celebrate that because I'm totally in it and I'm winning and I'm making big strides and I'm taking leaps. And that feels really, really good and powerful. And so in those moments, I'm not thinking about family. I'm not focusing on family. I'm only focusing on furthering myself in this one area. So you're dividing your focus between multiple areas, acknowledging that sometimes you will be winning in one place and other times you'll be winning in in another place. You're not going to be winning in both places at the same time. That doesn't mean that sometimes things aren't going to be great in both places. You can have great family life and great work life at the same time. But in terms of like where you're putting your energy, where you're really like everything is just on and you're in it and it's the best and it's better than you ever could have imagined. Like that's not going to happen in multiple places at the same time because you can't be in multiple places at the same time time. You can't, and that's okay. That doesn't mean that one needs to horribly suffer while the other area is dominating. It just means that there's going to be times where, you know, one thing is at hundred percent and another thing's at 70%. And then that will shift over time. And that's totally okay. So three attitude adjustments, write these down. If they're meaningful to you, put them on post-it notes. The first one, what you focus on expands. The second one, you were only as busy as you think you are. Take radical responsibility over your busyness. And then the third one, you can't have it all right now, and that's okay. So I got to go, guys. It's Friday night. (laughs) Got to go pick up Vinny. I got to pour myself a glass of wine. And I actually have some more work to do after Vinny goes to bed tonight, I think. But that's okay, because this is the season for me to have some extra work and to get things done and feel really good about that and feel really good about the direction things are going in multiple areas of my life with work stuff. So I'm very excited and optimistic about that. Thank you for spending time today in the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm delighted to have spent time with you and make sure to check back on Wednesday. We have a great interview on Wednesday that I'm very excited about with a beautiful artist and I'm really looking forward to sharing her art with you and sharing the inspiration behind her story. So make sure you come back on Wednesday to listen to that episode. And until then, make sure you check us out on Instagram and on Facebook at the Shameless Mom Academy, where I'm posting frequent musings about life, motherhood, and all things shameless. And have a great day, a great week. And no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. 
The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.